everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Whole Mood. Let me tell y'all, I swear, something in the air does not want me to release this week's episode. I've had three people flake on me, and I had to last minute ask a friend of mine, who I'm going to introduce in a minute, and even he flaked on me when I asked him, but I understood because it was last minute, and I try not to be last minute with people, but I'm trying to get it together. We finally in here, and we finally doing this after so many technical difficulties. This week, I want to talk about kings. So we talked about queens. So with kings, I have a guest, which is a very near and dear friend of mine. I've known for a long, long time. However, we didn't get close until maybe like three or four years ago. And so... When he moved to D.C., that's when we really established like a a bond. We always knew each other, but we actually established a bond when he finally moved up to D.C. And I would take a like weekend trip almost every other holiday. I would always visit him anytime when I'm in town. He would like show me around and blah, blah, blah. And really became like this big brother figure to my life. Like anytime I need a favor, he was always there. I would like to introduce to y'all Brandon. Hey, Brandon. What's up? What's up? What's up? Listen, first off, I want to set the record straight. <laughs> I did not flake on you. You hit yes, me up at did. like, you hit me up at like midnight after a whole. No, day I did not. No, I did I'm, not. This is I my story. I hit you up at I'm two p.m. my time. Okay. Can Which I tell my like story? Five o'clock your time. I just want to tell my story. In okay. my story, on, it was like right. It was midnight, and I had already had a long day of work. And doing whatever. And, you know, I had the whole intention of, uh, you know what I'm saying, having this conversation with you. But the way reality is set, sleep yeah. kicked in. And uh, that's what At happened. At 2 in the morning, I, your time. 2 in the morning, yeah. your time. Okay. My, hey, right. Nobody, nobody told you to leave the East Coast. <laughs> Listen, and that's the truth. Because here's my thing about this Virgo energy. I love Virgos. But you got to understand, this day world, we just live in it. So that's hey. literally my mentality when it comes. I'm like, all right, Brandon, it's, it's my as, world. You just living in it. As long as you know. I love you too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, how are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. I'm, I'm honored that you decided to choose me after the other two people flaked. <laughs> but no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But seriously, man, I, I'm really happy to to be on your show. I'm glad to to be able to talk. What everybody don't know is we've had so many in-depth, deep talks about all types of stuff. So to yeah. be here to talk to you now, I, I mean, I, I'm excited. So, yeah. Yes. You know, this is the first month out of the year. And I always ask everybody in this season, what is your word for the year? Because I've shared with people, mine is abundance. It's just a quick little update. So within this year of abundance, I'm about to receive a lot of things. I feel it. I know it. And so I wanted to start it out right. So me not having insurance the past two years, like, and Brandon knows, 
I went through a lot of health scares. It was crazy. I had to do, I I did it all last week. And literally it's been a week and a day. And I've not heard from my physician. And I got everything done. So as you know, no news is always good news when it comes to that. So I am blessed to say that everything is okay. (laughs) Because, oh my God, Brandon, you already know. So what would be your word for the year? Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. I think, um, I think the word that just kind of like sticks out to me is like progression. So progression in like a lot of the sense of the word, like progressing through life. So I'm 34, I'll be 35 this year, you know? So progressing through life, progressing in my career, progressing in my relationships, whether it's platonic or romantic relationships, just progress, even just progress in just like my health, working out, my eating, you know, just focusing on progress because we all know that, you know, you have to take everything one day at a time. But what we don't want to do is ever step backwards or walk backwards. So just that whole mentality of progress and moving forward, like that's, that's the word for 2022. One thing I want to say, like, if you really think about it, 2019 for me, 2019 was like the last year that I just lived. I was free. Mm -hmm. Things were just like jumping. That's the year I moved to DC and that's the year we connected. We became, you know, like super duper close. And like he said, like we've known each other literally since high school but like actually being in each other's presence vibing just enjoying life together had an amazing year you know seeing stuff that i've never seen experiencing things i've never seen but what i wanted to say was 2019 was the last time for myself i actually had a chance to live 2020 everything shut down 2020 honestly for myself and i'm sure many people was like the longest year of my life you know 2020 was a blur like honestly if you think right now it's like dog what happened to 2021 it literally just disappeared. Is definitely a blur. And then 2021 was just like a clusterfuck because we yeah. all had the optimism for it to be like a progressive thing. We a finally got start, out of 2020. And it just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So now going into 2022, all I can think about is progress. Thinking, yes. looking back on what happened in 2020, thinking about what happened in 2021. I mean, like, man, I know myself just dealing with so many emotional, you know, roller coasters with like death and work and all types of stuff. So 2022, the word of the year has to be progress, progression. Absolutely. I feel that. So in regards to the subject at hand, what core values were you taught and you still upkeep? So just give everybody like a little refresher of your background and where you come from. Okay. Uh, that's an amazing question. So of course, yes. like you said, I'm from Alabama. I live in DC now. From Mobile, Alabama, Port City, Gulf Coast, all of the above. One of the things that I love to tell people about being from Mobile specifically, it's nothing like being from Mobile because you got that entire Southern culture. You kind of get a small town vibe, but it's not like the country. It's a metropolitan city, but it still kind of gives you small town vibes. But the most amazing it's part about it is but the, yes. one of the other cool things is it's it's by the water. We're at the Gulf Coast, yes. you know? Yes. And that's that's something. So also being in the Deep South, you know, very, very rooted in Christian values. Um, I mean, my, my family is a church family. My uncle was my pastor. My mom was the church secretary. I was a musician, choir director, minister of music. Like I did that whole thing, you know? Growing up in Alabama, growing up in Mobile, I would never take that back, especially living in a city like D.C. now with so many types of people, so much diversity, so many types of energies <laughs> in D.C. Mm-hmm. I, I would not take back 
you know, my experience of growing up in, in lower Alabama. Um, and something people yeah. always say is, you know, you being a Southern boy, you can really, really tell a difference. The energy is different, you know, just my values, my core, my foundation. It's a little bit different from people that grew up in like the larger cities or grew up on the East Coast or, you know, the Northeast or even like the West Coast, you know. And I, I thought the same living in New York. It's like, having that suburban background. And then also, I feel like there's no place like Mobile. And I feel like there's no place that operates like Mobile. And I kind of think that and have this narrative when I see a lot of these alumni parties that they have. And it's like everybody and their mama, even if they never graduated from that, we have so much pride in where we went Mm -hmm. to high school at. For some reason, Mobile, I feel like it's the only place where you could be a grown-ass adult at 50 and you go into a high school alumni (laughs) party. It's real. And and have the time of your life. Right. Absolutely. I don't think no other place does that. No, I mean, I've been around many, many cities and I can't tell you one place. And this is what's the crazy part. You go to high school all-class reunion and it hits harder than like a HBCU homecoming. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it's, it's everything. It's weird a little bit. It's, yeah, it's a it, little it weird. But like what it I is. said, there's no place like Mobile for sure. And, and then you got like Mardi Gras. I mean, Mardi Gras hands yeah. down, like Mobile Mardi Gras. I'm not talking about New Orleans Mardi yes. Gras because that's his own right. separate thing. But Mobile right. Mardi Gras, like it's literally nothing like it. I, I'm so proud of where I'm from. Absolutely. So who played a heavy hand in your well being growing up? Man, my best friend, my mama, Brenda Faye. Absolutely. (laughs) I am the youngest of three. My mom is my everything. She's my best friend. The reason why I can say she's my best friend, like somebody is not your real friend unless you go through some like hard stuff together. You know that they're your real friend when you can be on the other side of the hard stuff. You know, I think that's why I I mean, I will cherish her forever and ever and ever and ever. Being her child through her struggles, but then like our personal struggle. Think about it. You as my friend, you know a lot of things about me. You know a lot of things that I've dealt with. You know what I'm saying? But imagine being a mother having to Mm -hmm. deal with that. You know what I'm saying? And we can still have open conversation. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's real. That's my girl. I love her. I love that woman, like from the bottom of my heart. So, yeah. I bet. Oh, my goodness. So, who did you aspire to become when you were growing up? And do you feel like that goal is still achievable even today? I'm going to go ahead and hit deep real quick. So my mom was a single parent. She raised three boys by herself. And I'll just be straight up. My dad has been in prison for 34 years. I'm 34 yeah. years old. My dad has been mm-hmm. in prison my entire life. you know. And my mom made every effort that she could to make sure that her three sons had the life that anybody else would have. If she couldn't be that male figure, she made sure she found male figures to be in our lives. You know, if she couldn't provide, she figured out a way to provide for us. So to ask me, you know, who did I aspire to be when I grow up? I just wanted to be the man that my mom wanted me to be. I wanted to be, that's, that's literally my, my inspiration. Like, and I put that on everything because I can't really like, of course, like I had my uncles in my life, my older brother, I have a brother that's 14 years older than me. He played a huge part in my growth. He kind of had to be the father figure, you know, he's 14 years. He has two younger brothers, you know, so he had to be that guy. I love him from the bottom of my heart. Biggest, I think most important impactful thing is my mom struggled and she made sure that her boys had the life that she wanted them to live. So the only thing that I can uh, aspire to do is make her proud. That's it. 
Do you feel like that's a lot of pressure, though? Because I could say for me, as a son, you know, and I I wasn't raised by my mom, as y'all know. But I feel like sons have very intimate relationships with their mothers. It's something different that hits different when it comes to a mother-son relationship than a Mm -hmm. father-son relationship. And so I could attest to even still having the pressure of wanting to make my mom proud. But I realized as I got older and the more that I started making decisions for myself, how impossible that is. Like, that's a hard task to really put so much pressure on yourself to live your life through the lens of somebody else. Listen, I just told you I'm the youngest of three boys. Yes. Right? So not only do I have the pressure of making my mom proud, I got the pressure of two dudes that tried to do it before me. You know what I'm saying? And like, I can go through all the different labels that I could identify as, all the different stereotypes, but I'm also going under the pressure of society as well. So absolutely, it's huge pressure because of the respect that I have for that woman. I got to do what I got to do. I'll go ahead and dive deep real quick. So one really interesting fact about me is it literally took me about 12 years to finally finish uh, undergrad. All that my mom wanted us to do was be successful and just not have to worry in life. My mom uh, didn't go past high school. I have my oldest brother. He finished college. My middle brother never finished college. So it was like, okay, Brandon, it's your turn. What are you going to do? I had a rocky, you know, college career, (laughs) but it was something that was like in me, like, yo, I got to do this. I'm too smart. I'm too talented. My mom is looking at me. I got to do this, you know? So yes, it's always pressure. But then, like I said, going back to those, you know, those morals and the things that I I mentioned before, like my foundation is like, you can complete anything that you put your mind to. I had to do it, you know? And then I decided to go ahead and go and get a master's degree. I'm the first of my mom's sons to get a master's degree. I'm you so know? proud so, of you. You actually hey, did man. that shit in 2021. Yeah, I, I did it. I and your ass it. ducked off on Instagram when you did it. A nigga couldn't even shout you out. <laughs> listen, listen, that's a whole nother conversation uh, about the, the emotional and mental holes that social media can have on you. But I, I did what I had to do. I can't relate. So black men in terms of dating. So what do black men out here look for in a companion? I don't like the way you uh, asked that question because, uh, you know, because I feel like I mean, this no, is wait, a very... Wait, wait, wait. So I'm a preface. <laughs> we are dealing with a Virgo here. So I realized at the very topic that I pick, I'm like, this is not going to be a great topic for this man because we have such a convoluted viewpoint over here when it comes to this Virgo king right here. So I'm already kind of side-eyeing this whole topic because it's always going to be technicalities and specific like nuances that only he could see that everybody's just like, why it got to be so hard? Why does it have to be so hard? This isn't fair to the listeners to ask me this question. (laughs) It ain't. It really ain't. I'm going to just tell y'all right now, we are dealing with a Virgo, okay? And listen, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's people in this world that still might want to talk to me. So maybe I don't I, need I to ask this He always keeps his options open, okay? Wow. <laughs> well, okay, wow. I'm going to say this because this is what I know to be true. And this is, I feel like, what our commonality is. And, and I feel like it's a commonality with Black men in general, whether what preference or sexual proclivity. We are never okay until we know that we are okay. So whether that's financially, whether that's like dealing with our ambition, whether that's emotional, whether that's dealing with traumas, 
whatever have you, if we are not okay with where we are currently in any of those capacities, you'll always get half of us in a relationship yeah, standpoint. That's true. And although we will always pursue companionship until we have all of those things in whole, because here's the thing, and the difference about women versus men, women have a biological clock. We are not ran mm -hmm. by a clock. Because please believe if we were ran by a clock and dealing with all of these pressures to be okay, to be a provider, to be all of those things that we want, a version of ourselves that we want to be, we would probably off ourselves at a very early age. But the fact that we don't have those biological pressures and we already deal with the pressures of whatever we can control within ourselves, it really gives us a disadvantage on who we show up as when we show up in a relationship standpoint. And I feel like that's entirely what black men face when it comes to dating, because we're always chasing that next thing. And so yeah. when we're in a space where we're looking for a companionship, it'll always be like eh, 85% because the majority of us are always chasing after our next check or yeah. trying to be a better version of ourselves, or trying to reach a goal on where we are to where we can feel like we're 100% ready. And for some reason, we yeah. never get there. Man, but honestly, though, aren't we always chasing after something in some aspect of True. it? True. We're always chasing after something. But listen, I'll, I'll go ahead and hit on the whole dating thing. So uh -huh. <laughs> listen, I, no, seriously, seriously, seriously. Okay. So first off, and again, this is such a deep, deep, deep question. But first off, dating. All right, so thinking about like, my definition of dating see that's why it gets crazy because we can talk about exclusive dating or casual dating it's so many oh, different like God. i'm just gonna say keep dating in the general term for me yes dating is very casual you know let's go out and grab dinner or let's go out and have a drink but the purpose of dating is to get to know you yes. that's that's how i feel now mm -hmm. within getting to know you that also gives you the opportunity to say hey I'm not feeling this. Or, hey, I am feeling this. Let's continue. But also in the whole mentality of getting to know you, I feel that it's safe to say, like, you can date however many people you can handle. That's the general, most broad definition and explanation of how I feel about dating. Mm -hmm. All right. Can I stop there? Do you want me to keep on going? I mean, I, uh, the <laughs> question at hand was, what do you look for? <laughs> I mean, I understand the whole dating standpoint. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> now, okay, I'm laughing and I'm sure Alana's laughing because yeah. <laughs> Alana has known me for many, many years yes. and has known that my taste in some sense has stayed the same, but also has been very, I'm just going to stick with right now. We're talking about 2022. So what I'm looking for now. Yes. And this is real, and I, we haven't even had this conversation. In 2022, I'm finally single after a stronghold that I've dealt with for the last oh, three years. <laughs> My God. I'm finally free of that. I finished grad school. You know, I'm a, I am finished grad school. We've heard this three times. Oh, no, I understand that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm skipping over the other thing that you're talking about. But <laughs> Just that Virgo energy. I'm telling y'all, y'all going to get all this Virgo energy today. I am free of that stronghold. My yes. God. Okay. In 2022, after dealing with everything that I've been through, what I'm, what I'm looking for now is, I, I can really say I'm looking for somebody who compliments me. In what way? Compliments me as in understanding my sense of humor, understands my drive, understands my values and my core, my foundation. Someone who won't try to change me, but can potentially elevate me, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
because well, I feel it's the though. thing. It's the difference between change and challenge. And mm. so I mm. think those are different intentions. And actually, Natasha actually said this in the Queens episode where she said, don't ever think that I'm trying to trigger you or bug you or try to change you. I'm here to challenge you. I'm here but to listen, be a safe haven, a safe space for you. I don't know how I feel about that challenge word because I just was challenged for the last three years. So no, nah, no, you were triggered. No, that was that was a trigger, and, and, you, and no, you were tried. Okay, that wasn't a challenge. That wasn't a challenge at all. Oh, it was definitely a challenge. You were triggered and tried. You can't okay. confuse that because a challenge means okay. I see that this is a growing opportunity, and this mm-hmm. is something that you know you might not be privy to right now, but because I've been elevated in this specific area right here, me as a friend for you, I challenge you all the time. All the time. You know yeah. what I'm yeah. <laughs> And it I doesn't mean, come from ill intent. It doesn't come be, from a selfish place. You're making me feel lower than beneath the bus. No, and that's like, not my intention. Brandon, you know, I, listen, y'all. The Virgo energy, they always going to come from a selfish little place. Like every, and, and they don't mean to be selfish, but it's just who they are. Like what I said, it's it's your world. I live in it. So I know that of Brandon because I love Brandon to the depths of my heart. And I know even the same reciprocates. Brandon will be there for me to the depth of him. And the same for me. I never, ever question ill intent when it comes to Brandon. But I know often sometimes Brandon could be in Brandon's world. Okay? That's just what it is. You just got to love him for it. Okay. Well, with that being said, with my whole thing that I'm looking for is somebody that will meet me in my world. And right. understand. And that's that's respect. That's, that's that is. That's it's respect. For that's sure. Real. But also challenge you to get up out your world. Okay? That's ah. the challenge. That is the challenge. We're gonna, we're gonna, listen, we're going to continue to pray about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. Okay, so what are things that you demand in companionship? Truth. That's one of the biggest things because I mean, like, what does truth look like to you? In the simplest terms, like, one thing that will literally just break me down if you lie to me. One thing that people don't know about Virgos or maybe don't understand about Virgos is like, we really are pretty simple people. Like, we Mm. we see, well, we really are, but like, we we come across as very, very complex. But in our core, like, we simple. Like, we just be one of somebody that can understand us. We feel like nobody will be able to, but that's all we okay. really be looking for. Like, real deal. Like, just try to understand and take the time to deal with, like, all of our quirks and all of our kinks and all of our the specific things that we, we, we want or whatever. If you can deal with that and understand us, like, that's literally what we be looking for. But we understand that. It's, it's very rare to find that person. If you lie to me, that's really going to break me. And honestly, I can get past most things. But once you get to that point of just like bold face lying in my face, it's hard for me to come back from that. I feel like I try my best to just live in my truth. And that's the thing that kind of blows people's minds because the things I might say, the things I might do, the way that I might act, it's because I'm just being me. Sometimes it might be too much for people. I, I really appreciate when people do the same thing be truthful yes. about it because i'm gonna get i'm gonna give you all of me whether you can take it or not i'm gonna give you all of it honestly alone like that's the crazy part like back in high school you never took the time to actually get to know me but i've been the same brandon the whole time you nah you were intimidating as fuck <laughs> but you i'm still that. i but also it took growth for you to be able to accept Absolutely. the same branding. You know what I'm saying? We've had those conversations. I'm going to keep it funky with y'all. 
Brandon preyed on freshmen. And and I don't mean that in a negative sense. Okay. I mean Is there that like in a, a playful. I mean that in a playful, like can I end the this recording? Can, no. Is there like a button so I could just no. like press it? <laughs> <laughs> Brandon was that senior where he used to initiate newcomers. He was that wow. senior where it was like he used to intimidate the fuck out of us. So you got to understand coming from middle school, coming into a high school band camp situation, and then you, you got this muscular, big, you know, baritone player, and he Listen. coming at you like, what's up? What's up? Blah, blah, blah. What you got going on? Brandon, First honestly, all, also, there were times like, Brandon probably don't remember this, oh, but God. I remember this specifically. What are you about Brandon was a little bit threatened by me because I, me, yeah. we knew, yes, we had some common like little circles. And there okay. was some people that you didn't want to know about you because it was very oh, churchy. And so yeah, you okay. were very threatened by me because you thought that I was based on my experience of you at that particular time. And I'm being clean right now, okay? <laughs> so you better be thanking me. So based on that specific time, you thought that I was like being spew at the mouth when I never said anything. You just found out that I knew this person. And so you literally got in my face and was like ready to fight. I thought that you were serious, but you was like, nah, I was just fucking with you. And so I was very intimidated by Brandon's probably the only person in life that I was intimidated by. That scared me. You have to understand, me coming from my background, I was always myself, but, you know, I felt like in certain surroundings and certain atmospheres, like, you know, I had to be reserved, you know? Yes, and especially coming from the South. Yeah, I was about to say, like, being in Mobile, like, being homosexual, transsexual, bisexual, any LGBTQI plus thing that you can identify you have to be reserved because some yes. people either won't understand it or won't accept it. And then it. also it was, the, it was the season, whereas now people would be like, nah, fuck that shit. Yes, now you could just be whatever in churches. You know, they kind of accept people now, but back yeah. then, that was like the early 2000s, it was not like how it is now, you know? Absolutely. like You kind of had to be closeted, you know? Yeah. So no, I understood, but that's where I'm coming from when it comes to Brandon. Like, Brandon was scary. In my opinion. But listen, I just need the, I need the world and all of these listeners to know I was no. not a predator. Oh, wow. He wasn't horrible. <laughs> he was scary, but he wasn't horrible. <laughs> listen, he used to initiate us. I was just very confident at that time. Uh-huh. And yes. I feel that um, I just wanted people to match my energy. That's all. That's the truth. That is That's the truth. All. Okay. That's well, you all. got a different version of the truth. There you go. <laughs> so y'all paint the narrative however you see fit. Man, these people going to be like, man, who is this guy? <laughs> he is not a child molester. He was a child himself. No. He was just bullying yes. other children. That was really what it was. So I'm yeah, so what person. are things that you offer? <laughs> he is a great person. He is a beautiful person. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what do I offer? Um, yeah. I, I think I offer a lot. I think I have a great personality. And, and I, why do I feel like I'm on a dating show right now? <laughs> That's how it always but, is. <laughs> I definitely feel like I have a great personality just because like, I like to understand people. And I like mm -hmm. to match energies. And I like to give like back all of that to people. So I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve and my feelings on my sleeve, even though yeah. I try to mask those things. But like, I, I try to be as real as possible. Like, I, I really do. If you ever call me being fake, we need to talk about it, figure out what's going on. I really, really pride myself on that. Like, I try my best to be as real as I can. What are your non-negotiables? Oh my God. Y'all probably about to laugh, but I have a reasoning behind this. 
<laughs> one of my, I'm so serious. Like, this is so serious. Actually, I have two. But my first non-negotiable is you have to be able to swim. If you can't okay. swim, we can't be together. Okay. And why is that? Because I love the water. Like the ocean, lakes, rivers, anything dealing with water is something very, very important to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just feel that at any point, at any time, if I want to be around the water, if I want to go to the beach, if I want to go swimming, it's like a serenity thing to me. Right. And at any point, if you ever give me any pushback because you can't swim or because you're afraid of the water, that's going to emotionally affect me. And I just feel that you you are taking away my peace because it's something mm. like that. It's, it's, it's that important to me. That's the first part. The second part is people were like, well, why don't you just, you know, help them learn how to swim or, you know, get them swimming lessons. See, the issue with that is I'm in my 30s. Right. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, the person who I'm dating is in their 30s or older, you know. And at this point, if you haven't taken the time on your own to learn how to swim, or if you haven't taken the time to, you know, say invest that energy into that, you're not going to do it. Like you, you already okay. passed that and you've lived this long. Like you, you probably going to be like, why would I do this? If, unless you did this on your own outside of me, but I don't want you to do it just because I told you to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I just feel like, I know that so, it sounds so petty, but it's so serious. Like if you can't swim, it's, it's going to bother me. And it's, I feel like it's going to come between us at some point. And it's, it, it only takes like those little small little little bugs that grow into big issues. And I feel like that's one little bug that's going to grow into a big issue. Prime example, freckles. And I ain't even going to go into that, but freckles. That was that was a perfect example. Go into that. Yes. I'm just saying. But yeah, that was it was an issue. It was. Mm. So yeah. I know I, I know that sounds crazy and I know you did it not does. expect that answer. Yeah, it's, it's real. So I feel like my non-negotiable is don't make promises because I I'm learning to accept and really hone into my really bad abandonment issues. It's just mm. a way of life for me. And so now that I'm owning into it, instead of like trying to be all coy and, you know, trying to beat around the bush around them, I'm actually going to stand up in them and I'm establishing boundaries as we speak because it has happened so many times where it's like people just leave and they just do whatever the fuck they want. They don't realize the impact that the negative impact that it had on me. You're going to do something and it's something that I never even asked for and you still don't deliver. Please believe I'm very irate at this point. And so there's no way you're going to wiggle or juggle yourself out of this. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I don't make promises you can't keep. Yeah. No, that is real. my non-negotiable. That is very real. What do black men face in regards to parenthood? So black men who are parents out here. For me, like my upbringing is, you know, going to be different, possibly different because I'm, of course there are like many single families. The thing black men face when it comes to parenthood is understanding a good example of marriage. Not only was my mom a single parent, but she never remarried. So she's yeah. always been single. Yeah. My 34 years of life, she never even dated anyone. As far as an example from, you know, a, a parent, I never saw what that looked like. You know, yeah. my mom was never technically married or had a, a, a spouse in the house. So I never saw what that looked like in my house. I saw my uncles, you know, my aunts, their marriage and that kind of thing. Like I saw their examples of it. But just the example of marriage, 
in my own house, never seen. In my own house, like the closest example of a marriage that I've, I really experienced was my oldest brother. Like I said, he's been married since I was in the eighth grade. I, I mean, I just think that that's really, really interesting. I, I don't know if people really think about that, you know, yeah. like some people that had parents, but like their parents got divorced, you know, that's a whole completely different type of interaction of their example of marriage. Yeah. But then, of course, you have beautiful people that, you know, their parents have been together for the last 50 years. That's a completely different example, you know. So I just think that that's really, really interesting because, you know, at some point we grow up and we have to go through that phase. But then, you you know, you're looking for, like, how does this work? Like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And either I could choose TV, <laughs> I could choose social media, <laughs> you rolling your eyes. But no, seriously, though, it's just, but you, but you really got to think about it. Like, what are the examples and what, yeah. what are you choosing to follow? You know, yes. are you are you making it up? Are you, you know, using some kind of subject matter expert in, in this field? You know, who, 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 what's that example look like for you? Learning from experience. I think we don't know and we can't miss what we don't know. But I think as far as like men and black men in general, we have to take time to learn. And I think learning as far as parenthood is learning to lead with love instead of leading with being a provider out of obligation. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to upkeep of children, you need to love them voluntarily. I think somebody once said that on one of my other episodes where it's like, you have to love your children for free. You can't Mm -hmm. love them in spite of or in obligation to, because then that creates a seed in them like they owe you something just because they're here and they never, you know, decided on them being here. And I think that that kind of rings true to us because we don't have an actual genetic or biological attachment to them. We could easily Mm -hmm. detach ourselves from children. And so it's easy to wrap ourselves around either our job and walk away from a family unit and live this whole double life if we want to in a workspace or in a hobby and whatnot because we don't feel that obligation naturally. And so I think when it comes to leading with love and actually having all heart when it comes to that, we need to learn how to do that. Yeah, That kind of would break a long generational curse of men just being out here doing what the fuck they want to do instead of actually handling their responsibility as they should. I think about that a lot. That's also probably one of the reasons why I haven't decided to, you know, just stop and, you know, find whoever my partner is going to be. And because I, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure that out. And that's, that's, well, that's and that works good. also in a um, partner space as well. And that's definitely something that I look for. I don't want anybody to love me out of obligation. Love me right. for free. And that's yep. in a friendship scope. That is in a relationship scope. Love me for free because love is Absolutely. a daily choice. It's not a yeah. lifelong choice. It ain't no sentence to it. You could decide tomorrow that this could be all over. You're not feeling it, whatever. Be honest and sit in that. Just let me know where you are in that because it is a daily choice. And that hard part about that whole love thing is like, man, for me, once I love you, it's kind of hard to go back on you. That's honestly probably like one of my biggest like Achilles heels is like once I love somebody and I'm not talking about like just romantically love because for me, when I love you, like I love all of you, like the flaws, I love all of that stuff. And I I see it as like, man, okay, like I know you did this, but I love you. Like you're an amazing person, like your heart. I love like all these things so I can forgive you. But then I screw up because 
you know, I keep on forgiving people and I let things keep on sliding and then it comes to a point to like, bruh, like you just gonna let these people keep on running over you and yeah. you just gonna keep on dealing with this stuff. But honestly, like at the core, literally like you just said, loving somebody for free, you don't gotta do nothing for me ever. Yeah. I'm still gonna love you. That's been a challenge for me because like once I cross over into that, I love you, period. It's, it, it messes with me. It, it really mm. does. And it kind of screws me up for real because I mean, you already know a lot of the things that I've dealt with, even with just like friendships, you know, like people that I thought was like my homie and I'm doing a favor. And then they just like, who knows how they felt about me? But I, it was a genuine, true, like, I give you the shirt off my back. I will literally give you my car. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I get screwed over and I don't want anything to return, you know? So yeah, that, that love thing is, it's a, it's, it's very interesting. It's crazy. All right, so in terms of black men emotions, a time where you reacted and you were gaslit. Which relationship you want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Which one? Just pick one. You feel like you're always gaslit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I do. Again, that kind of goes into what I was just talking about, about when I love somebody or how I be feeling, you know? And I think... One of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody like dumbs down my emotions. Like I really feel this way, whether yeah. you like it or not, or whether you agree with it. That's how I feel. Is there you a know? specific time? I mean, Baltimore. Okay, what did he do? Can we can we, can we talk in code? Because you know, well, like, about the time who... where he hid your keys so you wouldn't go to work. Like that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that was kind of like a pivotal moment for you that didn't even go anywhere because you was like, oh, no, I'm done. I'm done. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, and he made it seem like it wasn't a crazy thing or he wasn't coming from a place of ill intent. But it's like, no, that shit is toxic as fuck. You were really trying to gatekeep me handling my responsibility by playing a game and say that you weren't hiding my keys, but you really were hiding my keys. That's crazy. And laughing about it. (laughs) <laughs> like it was funny like it was a time funny. where you realize you may have overreacted this was actually recently it was someone that i was cool with and we hung out and i brought them around my friends they ended up exchanging numbers with one of the friends that i brought them around when i found out that they exchanged numbers with them and you know they was like having side conversations i completely snapped like I snap, snap. Like I was just like, you know, after talking to another friend about it, you know, I had to realize like, bro, like this person has no claim to me and I have no claim to that person. Yeah. And if anything, if they want to talk to this associate of mine, let them, you know, like it's, it's not my place. And, it, and again, like when I say I overreacted, like this was probably the second time I had ever been around this person. So yeah. that was literally like, it wasn't like we were dating. This was like my, my partner. This is the second time I ever seen this person in my entire life. You know, and we was, you know, hanging out. They ended up meeting somebody else, whatever. And I was, I was snapping like, how you, how the hell you going to talk to my blah, 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 blah. I snapped on both of them. You know what I'm saying? And then at the end of the day, I was just like, bro, you really bugging. Like, why are you tripping so hard? Like, mm-hmm. and this is the funny part. You already know me. Like, I'm already talking to somebody else. Like, it's not like... <laughs> Virgo, I'm telling Right. You. It wasn't even like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this really affected me. But I just snapped for no reason. But yeah, I I, I definitely took that one over. I had to I had to take a chill pill after that. 
<laughs> time you stood in your power. Walking across that stage getting my master's. Mm. Absolutely. Just that whole day was super emotional. I didn't walk for undergrad, which I probably should have because it took forever for me to finish my uh, my bachelor's degree. Just to, one, see my mom in the audience, two, see that I completed something, but I did that, you know? And I walked across the stage, like, as a champion, you know? And that, mm-hmm. that was honestly so powerful to me because I haven't had that, that particular experience since graduating high school. A time you knew someone could not handle your power. So which relationship do you want to talk about? I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, A previous job that I had. uh, And I feel like a lot of people have had this situation where, you know, you were worthy. You were worth every every bit of it. And, you know, at some point you have to be like, enough is enough. You know, if you won't give me my flowers, you know, I have to go and take my flowers elsewhere for somebody else to appreciate them, you know? And there was this one particular job. This was many years ago, but one particular job, I was just like, and it was a low blow, like a low blow that they did to me. But at the time, like I was like a team lead and I was up for a promotion and I just knew that, you know, it was my time. I had like the best, you know, commendations from everybody that worked there and everything. They ended up bringing in somebody. I trained them, you know, and everything. But what happened was the person that I trained ended up being my boss. It was a complete slap in the face. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? Y'all don't even deserve me because y'all know that I'm worthy of everything that I deserve, you know? And honestly, for this particular job, if I wasn't there, y'all y'all, y'all wouldn't be what y'all are to this day. So I definitely had to, you know, step away from that position, but it ended up being the best decision I could have ever made. You got to step out of your own will and kind of step into God's will sometimes because you, if like just hold into like your own will, you, you end up getting screwed. Yeah, you screw yourself over. But sometimes you got to let stuff, you got to like listen to that little voice, you know, the the good voice, not the bad voice, but listen to that voice, you know. And sometimes when you have to move, you have to move. And I mean, it'll blow your mind. The, the, the amazing things that have happened by just moving the way you should have moved. So yeah. sometimes you just have to walk into it. And I feel like in that particular situation, they did not deserve me. And right. I ended up moving into a completely different company in a new position where they appreciated everything that I had to offer. And I was so much more happy. So, and you absolutely. know, that kind of resonates with me even in so many different spaces because I feel like you've coached me in that avenue, in everything mm-hmm. that I was going through throughout this lockdown, brought me to tears sometimes because you would literally tell me, Alon, I wish you saw yourself the way the world would see you. Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of convoluted because I stand in my power a lot. I hone in my power a lot. What I don't do is establish boundaries with people because to me, if I love somebody, then my love has no bounds. But yeah, I have to what realize, I was just saying. <laughs> yes. And I, but I realize it's like you can't give a lot of people that treatment. And so yeah. in me standing in my power, I realize who I may have chosen to be in that space weren't qualified to be in that space. It's and real. they couldn't necessarily handle my power. And so what they tried they to do They didn't was- deserve your power. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's real, yeah. and like, and, and and we, I know we are, you know, kind of talking in code about, you know, a specific yeah. situation, but yeah. it's not even just relationships. It's right. it's your career. It yes. could be friendships. Yes. It could be all types of subjects. But sometimes they don't even deserve your power. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. that's just so real. And it, it'll blow your mind once you open your eyes and you see that. It's yeah. just like, yo, you you are special in every facet of the world. You are special. Mm-hmm. Somebody Sometimes, even though you are so special, sometimes you need to show somebody else that special characteristic of yourself because whoever else is showing it that they don't realize it and they don't see it, they don't deserve it. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. A time when someone attempted to take your power away. I, I hate keep on going to this, but I mean. No, but that's the truth. I feel yeah. like you have challenged yourself. I'm like, why do you keep doing this? Because yeah. I, I will say, when it comes to this one, like, I've been a witness yeah. to that. Yeah. And it was very triggering and very traumatizing. And just that one night specifically was crazy. Yeah. But I do feel like, now that we done talked about it, it's worth actually sharing. Because people are like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? So I don't know if you want to share, if you want me to just give, like, a watered-down story. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, let you, I'll let you get the watered-down story. So, yes, Brandon is giving me the gift of telling his damn business myself. We're not going to use names. For sure not. I had came to Brandon's place for Memorial Day weekend. And this was like when Brandon first moved there to D.C. You know, I was trying to have a good time. Like, I was in a pretty fucked up situation. I was still living with my ex at the time. So I was taking every opportunity to get out the house. The person that Brandon was talking to at the time, they were all chilling in the bed or whatever. Brandon had another friend that was in town and he had actually answered the door. So when I came in, I was literally like dragged on the bed with Brandon and the person that like sandwiched in between them. And they was asking me how I was doing and blah, 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 this and that. So I'm like, oh, okay, so yeah, where we going? What we drinking? What we doing? Everybody was like, okay, trying to figure out their moves for the night or whatever. I don't know what happened. I think alcohol kind of gets involved with people, but we were literally playing cards. We were smoking hookah, whatever. Then it turned into Brandon getting dragged in the room and being snatched like a damn child. And so I'm like, well, when did this turn left? Like, what? And so me and Brandon's friend at the time, we were just like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and start making our moves because this is getting crazy. And I, and I just want to make sure Brandon's okay. If Brandon's all right, then we can go because this is like fucking the vibe. Look, I'm going to just add this. Like, the vibe of my place, it's all chill. Yes. Like, it's chill. Like, yes. I'm I'm in my like own little, my own little bubble. Yes. And that's that's the crazy part. But go ahead. Go ahead. Right. And so I don't I don't know how the turn of events end up happening, but I, I just think it all just comes with that specific person. Me and Brandon's friend end up leaving or whatever, and we went to this bar that I was invited to. Brandon ended up coming later with whoever he was talking to. It ended up being cut short for Brandon that night. And mind you, I was already on my own vibe. Like, I didn't know what was going on until I met up with Brandon's friend later that night, who was in VIP with somebody else or whatever. And he ended up having that person from VIP that he met drive us both home. That was crazy. But Brandon, I ended up finding out he had to leave early because the same person that spazzed out on him in his apartment was the same person that Brandon finally drug out to come with us, have a good time, was drinking and whatnot. And then I guess he got a little bit too drunk. So this person ended up spazzing out yet again at Brandon. And in between that, falling from six flights of stairs, falling head first on like gravel concrete. Brandon had blood all over himself, had to fight this man to get out of the freaking car on the way to the hospital. He had blacked out. Like it was just a lot. And I'm finding out all of this, like literally as I'm waking up, probably like 11 in the morning the next day. And Brandon come walking in at 2 PM with blood all over himself. Cause he had wore white and the <laughs> other person like with stitches on his face. 
looking like, okay, you know, how was last night? What's really going on? <laughs> right. <laughs> yep, that's basically the story. Yeah, and it was rooted in craziness. It was rooted in unforeseen jealousy. It was rooted in manic behavior. It, it really is unexplained, but I do think the whole intent, it was really to take your power away and to take your esteem away and really just cater to that specific need, whether if it was real or not. And that mm. I could not be of witness. It was very triggering to be of witness to that. Mm. And I just didn't understand the stronghold that that particular person had on you. And I wanted to see the light on you wanting out for yourself. And I mean, I'm going to be honest. It, it took me a while. As elaborate and, and crazy as the story that you just explained. And that was just water. That was a watered down version, y'all. Right. It was a quick watered that was, down version. That was the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I stayed with this situation for two more years. Yeah. Now to look back on it, it's just like, yo, what, what the hell? Like, what were you thinking? I didn't mean to come on this show and just like vent about that one relationship, but like to be sitting here today and like i know i told you that i got past that stronghold but like bro like literally this past month and just um it's been reflective it, it really has like like i said like now that i've finally finished grad school like i'm going into a new year dealt with like all types of other situations you know and now i'm just like bro like why would you ever go backwards and why would you ever try to do this again the, what's the definition of insanity? <laughs> mm-hmm. Doing the same and it's, expecting different results. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, you were insane. You were insane. Yeah. You can't point the finger at anybody else but yourself. Right. You were insane for allowing yourself to go through that for three years. No matter how infatuated you might be with the person, you have to find the time to be like, be like, turn around. You know, I will always love that person. I will always have love for that person. But I have to understand, like, yo, that's not the one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've yeah. also shared with me, and this is the Virgo in you, where it was like you had your own selfish reasons on why you kept that person around. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can't even be mad at yourself even with that because even yeah. you had your own yeah. selfish reasons. Mm. You know how like they always would be like, make a list of the pros and cons, and if the pros outweigh the cons, you should you know go with the pros. But okay. what if you got a lot of pros? And you only got a few cons, but those cons are some serious ass cons. Do you I mean, still I feel like the there's pros? weighted things though, because you could think of a whole yeah. bunch of great qualities about a person, yeah. but that con could be weighted way more than those positive things. So if somebody's so my, exactly. not worth your sanity, to me, that's a yeah. big weight. Yeah. And yeah. you could write but, that down as like, this person is not healthy for me being sane. Yeah, but again, like I said, <laughs> dealing with my own emotions and my own infatuations, right. like yeah, like man, in that situation, bro, I'm going with those pros, like bro, yes. like what not they was sure. good at, they was good at, oh, you know what I'm saying? God, like the I, I, I'm not even talking about sexual. <laughs> see, you taking it somewhere else. I mean, but they did their thing too. But anyways, um, well, I yeah, mean, that's I mean, pretty like, much all we talked about. You was like, but you know, my my point is. Yeah, it was like in in that time in my life, and I, I literally said this out loud, was the good things that they brought. I was happy with those things, and I could, yeah. in my mind, I was saying I can deal with the other stuff. I can put <laughs> up with it, you know. Yeah, I can, you know, what I'm saying like I can put up with those. You know, he might be a little crazy. You know, late at night when I'm alone and I'm all like in my feelings, I'm like I I sound like that that chick on the movie. 
that's like he said he wasn't gonna hit me no more, but I love him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but literally, I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, he said he 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 won't gonna do all this shit no more. You know what I'm saying? He, he, we passed that, so you know, let's let's keep it moving. Bro. Well, let's speak on it. So, black men and self care. What are things that you require in order to feel mentally, spiritually, and emotionally full? Oh God, man! I don't even know if I can answer that right now. <laughs> I, I know I, I really don't. Mode right now, in the last, I would say three years, I actually discovered what boundaries meant. I honestly, I don't know if I could say I had boundaries dealing with this particular, you know, relationship, and honestly, freckles, and you know, dealing with that situation as well. That's when I really discovered, like, oh, there's a thing called boundaries. I always thought, like, yo, just put up with it. But see, I think that's what we have a commonality because even in terms of just our friendship, we are very invasive as friends mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. Like, we don't really have boundaries like that. Like, we be all up in mm-hmm. each other shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. it don't bother me. One thing somebody said to me and you know what honestly i own my truth i'm toxic okay it is what it is <laughs> i am not i am not toxic everybody has uh, some level of toxicity some people just have a little bit more but hey it's, we, all, <laughs> we all are work in progress you know period so okay how do you pour back into you a long time self-reflection, taking a moment to actually reflect on things. You know, my apartment is my safe haven. My apartment is an achievement, serenity. It's all those things to me is because one, again, I'm from Alabama. My dream was always to live in a high rise and my apartment is on the 17th floor. I always wanted to build like this whole amazing, like Place that has like good energy and good vibes. I always said I wanted to, you know, paint a feature wall. I always wanted to have like cool furniture. I always wanted to travel around the world and bring back different things from different countries that I've been to. I did that in my apartment. Pouring back into me is sitting on my sofa, my favorite sofa, with a glass of wine and just just sitting here and just taking it all in. Literally sit here and be like, you know what? In spite of all the shit you did, in spite of all the shit that you've been through, you did this. Like this yeah. is yours. You yeah. achieved. You this. live in your token. That alone pours into me. It, it honestly makes me emotional, and it just it gives me that energy and that power to like go on to the next day. You asked me if I would be where I am right now, even five years ago. The answer would have been hell no. Nah, I never would have guessed. You know, mm-hmm. I never would have believed that I would be where I am right now. I'm not saying like I'm a billionaire or a millionaire. I'm not saying like I have all these different things. It's just the simple, like the, the little things that just mean the most to me. And to yeah. be able to experience those things and like look at, look back at that achievement for me, man, that's pouring into my soul. Like seriously. So how do you command your needs? I don't really know how to answer that question. <laughs> I don't. That could go two different ways. Like, I could say I want this, and then I'll be like, oh, he's so, me being a Virgo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it's just like, I don't really know if I have that big of a voice because I sit back and let all types of stuff happen around me, and I forgive it. Yeah, that's kind of a hard thing to, to, to answer because, like, I know for a fact, even though, like, this is a need of mine or this is a want of mine or whatever, I would be like, yo, this is what I need. But if I don't get it, do I stand up for myself? So misunderstandings of black men. One of the main subjects, like our emotions. It's like almost in our DNA that we got to be hard. We got to be tough. 
you know, we got to be the strongest. We got to be the best. But I don't know if people really know, like, yo, we feel everything. We, we still human, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a sense of the side. You might not see it, but it's, it definitely still exists. And I feel that, you know, many black men feel that they have to hide it. And many black men will hide it, you know? Yeah. But then and that, the, the, the hard, the scary part about it is that explosion that comes out when you, you can't mask it no more. That's true. That is that's so true. the real scary part. And that's how you know it's real. You know, that's yeah. how you know it exists, you know, because mm-hmm. once that comes out, it's like something you ain't never seen before. I think that's, that's the something. truth. And I think that's pretty much it in a nutshell, where it's like we really do take on a lot when it comes to microaggressions, when it comes to just blatant aggression, when it comes to just daily frustrations and societal pressure. And then also pressure we put on ourselves, pressure our family gives unto us. We really take all of that on and kind of bottle it up and act like everything is okay until it's not okay. So mistakes of black men. The mistake is, again, not loving out, out of obligation and then also bottling up feelings. Okay, so what do you wish people understood more about black men? People do forget that we're human. Yes. Yes. And I mean, but that's, it's full circle though. You know, black, yeah. white, male, female, you know, um, we are human. We all make mistakes. Yeah. We all have emotions. We all have feelings. You know, everybody is a human, you know, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, you have to understand human nature. You have to be able to take the second to step back and like, listen and appreciate like everybody is different. And I think that's like really, really important. And I hate that it's so it's so scary for people to do that. But also celebrate everybody's differences as well. Exactly. Because that's the truth. Not not be jealous of the differences, but celebrate it and accept it, you know? And I mean, I, I think if people would understand that, that would just change so much about this world. What keeps you balanced? I don't know, because I'm kind of unbalanced most of the time. <laughs> 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 so I don't really know if I can really answer that question like for real for real what black men inspire you my oldest brother he definitely inspires me just because you know I've always looked up to him you know mm-hmm. um, plus he's real and what I, what I mean by real is like I see that in spite of him holding together so much him being the oldest son of a single mother him dealing with you know all the stuff that happened with my father him being a father himself, you know, him, you know, having a career while balancing a family, you know, that's like the most immediate example of like an amazing man that I've I've ever grown up with, you know. I would say him and then like my uncle because he was the father figure that we had growing up, you know, he definitely stepped up and stepped in. Making it personal, man, my oldest brother and my uncle, hands down. What motivates you? The idea of being happy mm. and the key is the idea i was about to say i would like to know what does that look like what does happiness look like to you being stress-free i think that, okay. that would make me happy okay. but then it's just like all the elements and all the things that stress me out and trying to like unlock and unbuckle those things unpack those things Okay. And that pursuit of getting to a place where those things don't stress but where's me out. the adventure when there's no stress? Well, so that's that's what I'm about to say. So yeah. the question of what the question was what motivates me. So let's say financial, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like 
I'm motivated to work hard. So financially, I'll be so set that I don't have to worry about anything. Let's say a relationship, you know, I'm motivated to maybe find a partner, but like, ultimately, I just want to be happy with somebody that just like, fuck with me, you know? Okay. What black man is an example on what not to be? My dad. (laughs) I understand. Yeah, I, I definitely had that example as well. God bless his soul. So what advice can you give a little boy just like you? Don't stop. People are going to judge you. People are going to talk about you. People are going to always be looking at you. People are going to be fake, you know, try to play you. The key thing is like living in this society, society in general, it's always going to be some kind of obstacle in your way. It's always going to be something that's like trying to stop you, you know, whether it's mentally or physically. Or emotionally, something is always going to be standing in your way. But just don't stop. Absolutely. And I hope you guys take some of these tokens. Because we all out here, we could be in land in some toxic-ass situations. Uh, whether you're black man, black woman, whatever. It doesn't matter. Brandon be giving me problems, but I love him for it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He took a hiatus, but that don't mean we did. You can follow us on A Whole Mood Podcast on Instagram. I promise y'all I'm coming back. I've taken a hiatus myself because you really do need a break sometimes. And you can also listen to my podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Be sure to download me on Lion Media app on the Apple Store. And I'm Alon. That's Brandon, A Whole Mood. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.